2: Ladies and gentlemen, please rise and gentlemen, remove your hats. That's something the public address announcer at Dallas Mavericks games didn't have to say this year. Now, the story made the rounds today that Mark Cuban, the Pittsburgh guy, who actually, by the way, grew up in the same neighborhood I grew up in, in Scott Township. Anyway, uh, the story made the rounds today that Mark Cuban, who owns the Mavericks, had decided not to play or sing, not he himself, but not to have anyone else play or sing the National Anthem before games this year. And he hasn't for 13 games this year. I think that includes some preseason games. So for some, for some reason, as of today, the National Anthem is back in the news again. Cuban was getting trashed quite a bit on so, social media. Uh, and he didn't deny saying that he uh, – that. Uh, He was not interested in having the national anthem played, but he was getting trashed on social media quite a bit. Uh, And there were also lots of people agreeing with him. We'll have some details for you on that in our second half hour. Who was saying what about that? And it's uh, the usual stupidity. And there's been an unbelievable amount of stupidity involved in the national anthem controversy, and it did continue today. But the NBA noticed all of the action on social media, and not that long ago, maybe within the last couple of hours, the NBA jumped in and said, that the star-spangled banner will be played before every NBA game this season, including in Dallas. And Cuban didn't put up a fight. He said he's okay with that. So there you go. But on to even more stupidity, uh, the Democrats' impeachment 2.0 went to day two today. I think it's still going on now. And, of course, there was no reason to pay any attention to it. Everybody knows it's not going anywhere. And it's so obvious that it's just about – The the Democrats' hatred for Donald Trump. I mean, just the hatred they must have. And it's so obvious, but the hatred is so strong that they just can't pass up the opportunity to take one more shot at him, even though he's, you know, not president anymore. Impeachment number one didn't work. They didn't even talk about it during the campaign. But that doesn't mean it didn't work in other ways. Um, Mark Hemingway writes for Real Clear Investigations, realclearinvestigations.com thinks it helped a lot, actually, the first impeachment, not by hurting Trump, but by helping the big guy. It was one big distraction that helped him, and that's one big reason why he is the president of the United States. We'll talk to him about that after the break, not uh, the president of the United States, but Mark Hemingway. And in the second half hour, more national anthem stupidity, more COVID stupidity, and more college COVID stupidity. It just gets more stupid all the time. Stick around.
1: You and your family need to see No Safe Spaces now before any more of our freedoms are muzzled. Just go to SalemNow.com to get your copy of No Safe Spaces.
0: That's SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. SalemNow.com. Promo code Pittsburgh. Wow. I think we can all agree that a lot went wrong in 2020. But you can start 2021 off right, with a resolution to help protect your identity and personal info, using LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. The sad truth is, one in five people have been a victim of identity theft. But LifeLock alerts you to potential threats to your identity, and they see more than you can when you just monitor your credit, like your info for sale on the dark web. And if there's a problem, LifeLock's U.S.-based restoration specialists know the steps to take to help resolve your case. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that helps you protect what you've worked so hard for. Get 25% off your first year with promo code SMART at LifeLock.com. That's promo code SMART. For up to 25% off at lifelock.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know
3: me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy.
4: If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you're tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to 7 gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order 1 gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping and a $10 coupon using code PETS. Genesis950.com That's Genesis950.com Discount only available at Genesis950.com Genesis950 much cheaper than replacing your carpets.
0: The John Wall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
2: Now, well, impeachment 2.0, day two was today. Still going on, I guess. And I did exactly what I did yesterday. I ignored it. It's a circus and it's all about revenge. And the Democrats are using impeaching a guy who's no longer in office to get lots of face time on national TV so they can spew the same old nonsense about Donald Trump. Uh, That doesn't mean I have to watch. I'm just not watching. Impeachment didn't work the first time, or did it? Um, Mark Hemingway of Real Clear Investigations is here to say that it had a lot to do with the big guy being elected, and he joins us now. Mark, thanks for being here.
5: Hey, glad to be here.
2: So uh, Impeachment 2.0 isn't going anywhere. I've walked by the TV a few times today, and I've noticed that they've done some TV productions for it, but I, I haven't heard 30 seconds of Commentary from uh, anyone, anybody, but uh, the first one didn't work. So, so how do the Democrats use that to help Joe Biden get elected? Didn't work as an impeachment. Huh.
5: Well, you got to remember, you know, first of all, how many people listening actually remember the specifics of the first impeachment? I mean, that's right. almost a damning thing in and of itself. I mean, involved with this convoluted conjecture about, you know, what was said to whom in terms of quid pro quo about withholding military aid to Ukraine. In exchange for an investigation into Biden's corruption. That, by the way, the, piece, the president of Ukraine had no idea the aid was being withheld at the time he agreed to do the investigation, and on and on and on. But what the investigation, basically what the impeachment, basically involved in a lot of ways, was the issue of Joe Biden's corruption. You know, a truth would have been the defense of the president. If Biden was corrupt. The president was right to ask about it. You know, in, in his capacity as a you know national security official. So Democrats made sure that they conducted an incredibly secretive, non-transparent impeachment trial the first time around, Uh, with the exception of the very first witness in the House impeachment trial. Every single witness in impeachment was deposed in secret, and Republicans were not allowed to talk about what was said when these witnesses were questioned, or else they would face ethics charges the way that this whole procedure went down. Now, impeachment is supposed to be one of our most solemn constitutional mechanisms for holding democratically elected officials accountable, right? And yet here, you know, no one could say anything about it. Um, It cheapened the whole process. It completely politicized it. It made people think that questions about Biden's corruption had been answered when, in fact, they were never even able to be asked publicly. Um, And, you know, it just poisoned the well. So now we have a situation where the second impeachment trial and so many Republicans and some Trump supporters just see the entire impeachment process as being completely politicized.
2: Yeah, and uh, you say it was done in secret, and it was obvious that it was done in secret because they didn't want anybody bringing up anything that they might have known about what Joe Biden or Hunter Biden had been doing in in Ukraine, much less China.
5: That's exactly right. And I talk about it in my piece, and Republican officials say, look, if we've been able to call our own witnesses and, you know, ask the questions that we wanted to ask about Biden corruption – you know, not only would we have torpedoed the impeachment, our entire impeachment proceeding, you know, it would have obviously left a big stink on Joe Biden, who was already, you know, in the, when they started the, the impeachment trial in the fall of 2019, was already favored to be the Democratic candidate for president. So, so Democrats took absolutely insane and unprecedented steps to, you know, hide this issue of corruption from the American public. And they so successfully did it that, you know, flash forward, you know, a few months. Uh, you know, October of last year. Uh, you know, that New York Post laptop story comes out, and literally, it gets censored off of social media. Um, and uh, you know, it, it's called Russian disinformation. And of course, after the election's over, we come to find out that it is you know almost entirely true.
2: Yeah, and everybody knew there was no way the Senate was going to convict Trump in in the first one. So was it always just an elaborate political ad uh, produced by the Democrats? Which I think this one is I mean, now, too.
5: I think that's absolutely true. I mean, they ended up in a situation here where Democrats were so convinced that the Mueller investigation, the Trump-Russia stuff, was going to produce these damning charges against Trump, that when it exploded in their faces at the summer in 2019 and the Mueller report didn't produce anything, they um, almost immediately, like within a month or two, it pivoted to this whistleblower complaint that Adam Schiff was instrumental in bringing forward behind the scenes and like creating the whole impeachment drama. Right, um, so they, you know, they, they they basically like promised their base we were going to impeach Donald Trump, and so they had to like go ahead and do it. You know, people forget that before the first impeachment even happened, Democrats had three different votes in Congress to impeach Trump, all you know, all of which attracted dozens of Democratic votes, and the impeachment charges were over deeply unserious things, everything from the firing of James Comey, which was well within his authority as president, to um, one of the impeachment charges um, was that Trump had disrespected the NFL players; he wouldn't stand for the national anthem. I mean, that's what they were voting—what dozens of Democrats are voting to impeach Trump over. I mean, clearly, they have entirely politicized this process to the point where, even now, even if you think that Trump somehow bear, bore some culpability for what happened on January 6, the well is still so poisoned. Nobody trusts Democrats to run any kind of, like, fair process. Um, and so congressional Republicans aren't going along with it. And Lindsey Graham gave a speech the other day, you know, saying that you know, Democrats are basically attacking the presidency itself. Um, and, you know, he's not wrong in some sense. I mean, if this is going to be the standard for impeachment going forward, what is to stop Republicans, you know, two years from now, they regain a majority in the House and, and Senate from impeaching Joe Biden just because they don't like the cut of his gib. I mean, that's not how impeachment was supposed to work. And yet here we are
2: yeah i'm old enough to remember uh bill clinton being impeached and uh it was a it was a it was a, it was a solemn occasion and it was uh it was something that i was actually interested in watching um but uh, this 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 uh impeachment 2.0 and and the the one uh that preceded it uh it's just so everything is just so contrived and so obvious and and so predetermined That it's just a waste of everybody's time, and uh, it's amazing that the media are letting the Democrats get away with it again because it's it's getting full coverage and being being taken seriously by everybody. Uh, It's uh, it's pretty sickening, actually.
5: Well, you know, I think I think there are a couple of things here. One is, you know, as you as you mentioned, I mean, I think a lot of Republicans that were even involved in it at the the Clinton impeachment at the time would say that, you know, what the fallout of that hasn't been great um, in terms of norms. And and in that case, you at least had a provable, like, actual crime of perjury involved, you know, where courts had ruled against the president of the United States. He committed an actual crime. But here, everything is, like, completely subject to interpretation. As far as the media is concerned, I mean, this is a huge problem, and I I just don't understand why people don't, you know, aren't more up in arms about this. Um, you know, the joke is, you know, other countries have state-run media. The U.S. is a media-run state. I mean, a big part of what went on there, I think, with the first impeachment was the media got Democrats so wrapped around the axle on Trump collusion. They, per- they pursued so zealously, even though there was no there there, that, you know, they had whipped up half the country into an absolute frenzy. And Democrats were forced to deliver something to these, like, crazy people who thought that Trump had, you know, treasonously colluded with Russia. To, to pretend that they were holding them accountable, even when they didn't have anything to to, to charge them, um, and it's you know it's a serious problem. We have got to stop letting the media sort of set the agenda on these things when I mean, it's so far removed from the facts.
2: We're talking to Mark Hemingway of Real Clear Investigations and RealClearInvestigations.com, um, and the election was much closer. You point out in your piece today at uh, Real Elections, or, I'm sorry, Real Investigations. Uh, real clear investigations. You point out that uh, the election was much closer than a lot of people, including the media, realize, wasn't it? They yeah. still don't I mean, aside, realize, I don't think.
5: I mean, aside from all of the bad polling, I mean, you know, it, became, it came down to 40,000 votes across three states. There was just an analysis published in The Washington Post this morning about how really only 90,000 votes across the country separated um, um, Democrats, from being in control of, of both chambers and the presidency, and Republicans having total control of government. I mean, it was very much in there, it was very much in the motive of, you know, the left and the institutions in this country, the media chief among them, to present this image that, you know, Republicans were not in this, that it close, that, you know, it's not a center-right country, all of these other things, you know, they, they want to express the vote, I think, to some degree. Um, And they want to make it, you know, look more hopeless than it is.
2: And and how orchestrated was the uh, burying of the Hunter Biden laptop story?
5: Well, I mean, obviously, we, you know, the major social company wouldn't even let the story be, you know, put out there. Um, The New York Post and Public Story had had it was locked out of their Twitter account for weeks at a time. New York Times and Politico and a whole bunch of other stories ran. Ran, a whole bunch of other publications ran stories explicitly saying that it was Russian disinformation when they, they really had no proof of any of that. And in fact, it turns out that we, you know, we learned in December that not only is the, the story true, the Justice Department's had a corruption investigation open on Hunter Biden for years. And, you know, like documents published by the New York Post had like numbers on them that indicated that they came from the US attorney's office in Wilmington. I mean, it would, if, if any media organizations with any resources had spent any effort trying to corroborate the New York Post story and actually sincerely examining whether it was an active report rather than trying to dismiss it in order to affect an election result, then, you know, we, things would be very different right now. And a point it shows that if you know, more Biden voters had been aware of, of the Biden corruption, then you know, Trump would have you know probably handily won. Um, you know, it's a close election, so, you know, a lot of things are overdetermined, and it's hard to, you know, pick any one cause, but it's just astonishing. Like, you know, last year I reported that a business that where James Biden, the brother of Joe Biden is a principal, was raided by the FBI. Um, I, I think I think Politico mentioned that story once at one point. When, when Donald Trump, at, at the first debate, mentioned that Hunter Biden had received, you know, a million-dollar wire transfer— from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow at the debate, um, which is you know information that we learned from a government report. It was in Treasury documents um, at the time Trump mentioned that. That story had been out for days in the New York Times and the Washington Post. It hadn't even covered it. I mean, there was a it, complete and total America.
2: It all reminds me of uh, Steve Martin, the comedian, long time ago. I think it was during the uh, the, the Nixon um, not impeachment, but the you know prior to his resignation and. He was being—they um, were coming at him from all sides, and he was having to deny this and deny that. And uh, and and Steve Martin did a line. He just was out, i think it was on the Johnny Carson show or something. He just—he just came out and he said, "Mr. President, they found a million dollars in your brown pants." <laughs> and that's—that's—I mean—that's—they—they that, they basically found a million dollars in Hunter Biden's brown pants, and the media didn't think it was a pretty—an interesting story.
5: No. And and not only that, I mean, you know, you had the whole other, you know, all these other things going on here where, for instance, um, it had been reported previously that the Democrats had had sought out Ukraine officials themselves in in 2016 to dig up dirt on Donald Trump. And yet Trump was being impeached for allegedly doing the same thing. Um, You know, it's 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 a lot of hypocrisy and, you know, really naked attempts to influence an election like all the way back.
2: And and how how did the um how did the the Democrats block the Republicans from damaging Biden? I mean, what big part of your piece today? And we're talking to Mark Hemingway at Real Clear Investigations. A good part of your piece today is about how it wasn't just about getting uh, Trump. It may have been just as as much about, if not more, about distracting it uh, everybody from uh, Joe Biden and, and 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 shielding him and that. It might be why he won. Yeah, and it wasn't and, 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 by yeah. accident.
5: <laughs> no, I mean they they they, they quickly pursued this in, you know crazy story involving a CIA whistleblower, with you know claiming that Trump had done this all on this phone call, and the whole story was suspect from the beginning. Right, you have to remember that the facts what happened. First off, you know um, shortly at some point shortly before the whistleblower complaint was filed. We learned that the Inspector General of the Intelligence Community had changed the rules for whistleblower reports to allow for hearsay. Prior to that, in order to file a whistleblower complaint, you had to have firsthand knowledge of the alleged malfeasance. Second of all, after the whistleblower complaint was filed, um, the Department of Justice um, Office of Legal Counsel, you know, quickly issued a ruling that these whistleblower laws didn't apply to the president, which you know seemed self-evident at the time, um, and and that should have been the end of it. But as it happened. Even before the whistleblower complaint was filed, the, the quote-unquote whistleblower was working with Adam Schiff, the Democratic congressman who leads up the Intel Committee, who um, was working with him to shepherd the, the, the complaint to the process. I mean, it seemed to be like the fix was in from the beginning. And then, of course, we later learned that uh, the whistleblower who filed the complaint against, um, against Trump on the, on the phone call, he had a previous working relationship with Joe Biden. And when that came out, um, Adam Schiff had announced that he was going to have the whistleblower testify in impeachment proceedings. When, when that commission came out that he had a previous working relationship with Biden, we never heard from him again. And No, we never hear from him again. The media um, steadfastly refused to like name who this whistleblower was or even investigate him and what his motives were when there was absolutely no reason for them to, to do that because whistleblower laws and other things didn't apply to him. Um, and all of this was done so that we didn't probe this relationship between the whistleblower and Joe Biden. And if that doesn't, you know, set off your radar, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, it, it really was just, you know, the fifth thing to be in from the beginning, both in terms of their their predetermined, you know, effort to get Trump and their 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 strong effort to implement this, you know, impeachment process where they depose all the witnesses in secret and then they hide the whistleblower's motivations to protect Joe Biden.
2: Do you think that I know this is not something that you would uh, necessarily be aware of but just as your, as an opinion do you you get the feeling that there's any shame from the media about this or do you think they're feeling proud of themselves for having uh pulled it off because it it was a it was a massive effort uh, whether it was intentional or not it happened
5: Oh there's there's absolutely no shame or self reflection I mean the Trump Russia story alone I mean that went on for years I mean how many false things were reported there I mean, we later learned out, we later learned that agents were lying on, you know, FISA applications and, and other things. And yet they bought all of this hook, sinker. They reported all this false information, um, you know, but who's going to hold them accountable? Is it corporate America's corporate America withdrawing advertising on CNN right now? Well, not for the time being, but, you know, at the same time, this, Did definitely undermine their credibility. I mean, with Trump out of office now, you know, CNN's rating is down like 44 percent or something like that. I mean, they made a very dangerous bet that, you know, they would go after Trump and they would, you know, attract all these partisan eyeballs and and, and advertising dollars that, you know, weren't going to be there forever. You know, Trump wasn't going to be on the political scene forever. Um, and yet they've sacrificed all of the credibility they've built up over decades as news organizations uh, on the altar of, of getting Trump, and now they don't have Trump brand around anymore. And I you know, already knew that this was in trouble, so I don't think this is going to work out well for them.
2: No, I don't either. I'm out of time, Mark. Uh, I really appreciate it. They're, the media just really soiled themselves, most of them, through this whole thing, and they're probably doing it again with What's going on down there now? Uh, Mark Hemingway, Real Clear Investigations. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Okay, that's Mark Hemingway. We'll be right back.
6: SRN News, I'm John Scott. At an earlier break in Donald Trump's impeachment trial, many Republicans appeared indifferent to the Democratic prosecutor's case that the former president incited the violent attack on the Capitol January the 6th and made clear they were unlikely to convict. A police report shows a gunman who opened fire at a Minnesota health clinic, killing one staff member and wounding four others. And that report said that he had made previous threats of a mass shooting at the facility. 67-year-old Gregory Paul Ulrich was arrested in Tuesday's attack in Buffalo, Minnesota. U.S. consumer prices rose three-tenths percent in January, led by a surge in energy, even though the gain was the biggest monthly increase since July. Inflation gains over the past year have remained modest, according to the Labor Department. Stocks finishing mixed. The Dow gained 62 points. The Nasdaq was down 35. This is SRN News.
7: We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call 1-800-936-5496.
1: That's 1-800-936-5496.
0: AM 1250. The answer.
2: Larry Elder. There is a country western singer named Morgan Wall and had a hot album
1: until it turns out he's on videotape using the N-word. He's now been suspended from his record company, whatever that means. A bunch of other outlets are not playing his music. He is white. The
2: person at whom he yelled the N-word when he was drunk is a friend who is white. In other words, he
1: used the N-word the way a lot of black rappers do. As another noun for you. Are you going to ban Snoop Dogg and all those other rappers that drop the N-word like it's rain? The Larry Elder Show,
0: weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer.
1: I have two dogs,
8: Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing B-I-N-O-V-I-T-E
1: They came from every corner of the country, from small towns and big
0: cities. But they all shared one thing in common. They belonged to a family called Marines. A tough and determined few dedicated to protecting everything we hold sacred. And still, they come. Celebrate the history of those proud few have earned the title. Marine. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WBGP, Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart or radio.com.
1: Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
7: Snow is moving in for the evening, so use some caution with the weather about to get a little worse. Outbound on the Parkway East, there are some volume delays as well. Bates Street, to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel Parkway West slightly busy outbound between Green Tree and Carnegie outbound 65 minor delays up to the McKee's Rocks Bridge 830 70s Carson Street shut down for a building demolition between 10th and 12th Street that's a look at traffic I'm Jenny Robinson am
0: 1250 the answer Weather. Tonight we'll see slippery travel with snow accumulating a total of one to three inches before tapering off late. Somewhat heavier amounts of snow east of the city over the Laurel Highlands. We'll see a low of 19. For tomorrow, a flurry early in the morning, otherwise cloudy and cold, the high 29. Snow late tomorrow night and early Friday could leave a fresh coating to an inch. Otherwise, mostly cloudy Friday, low tomorrow night 20, Friday's high 32. With your vacuum weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Well,
2: we told you at the top of the show uh, about the the national anthem being back in the news again, and um, it is Mark Cuban. For some reason, it just came out uh, today or last night, whenever uh, just uh, just very recently, either uh, late last night or sometime today. Uh, it was all over the all over social media that Mark Cuban the owner of the Dallas Mavericks had said that, uh, he wasn't going to play or have anyone sing the national anthem before Mavericks games this year. Um, and he gave no reason for it. And when he was asked about it, he, he they weren't able to get a comment from him. He just said, uh, we're not going to do it. Well, uh, that raised quite a bit of stink in social media. He got trashed quite a bit. And, um, it bring it. It just reminded me of the stupidity that we went through when Colin Kaepernick decided to kneel, and and there was all kinds of talk about what should be done with national anthems, and it, it's the stupidity that's is is, is uh, just uh, boundless. It, they're, they're, it's just such a simple thing, um, and you know, the, before I even babble on about it anymore. i I've, I've 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 had this for a while. I actually saved this because. It's it's um, Mark Stein, you know you've seen him on um, uh, Fox many times, and he's he's uh, he's got I've, he's has the best um, description I've ever seen of the of an explanation about what's involved with the singing of the national anthem and what happens when you uh, when someone takes a knee and it's and it's somehow distorted from what it's supposed to be. So um, Mark Stein talking about people kneeling during the national anthem. This is what he said. He said, it's a a subversion of a most basic civic ritual. And he says, a national anthem can be a national anthem, or it can be an opportunity for self-expression, but it can't be both. And uh, he says, people have taken the most basic civic, civic ritual and constructed an entirely different ritual around it hollowing out one of the few communal acts remaining in a divided nation. That's the best line. Hollowing out of one of the few communal acts remaining in a divided nation. Try to think of a communal act anywhere that comes close to everybody standing at, at some function like a, a ball game or uh, any kind of an athletic event. And then some other. Yes, there are some other instances, but the best example is, you know, 50,000 people, 60,000, 70,000, 100,000 people. Uh, standing up during the national anthem, and uh, um, can you think of one? So that's so you ruin it if you if you you defeat the purpose of it. And he says it's nothing about whether they have a right to do it. It's nothing to do with legal or illegal. So um, to me, it's really simple that the, what these teams. I, I, I've been saying this since oh man for a long time, uh, very early on in the Colin Kaepernick. Um, uh, fiasco i said it's real simple you you either play the song sing it whatever but you perform the song and everybody shuts up and stands up or you don't play the song it's it's really not more any more complicated than that you go to the players if if they want to if they want to kneel and 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 protest uh, when the song is played then that's fine but we're not going to play the song okay 'Cause this is this is why we play the song. We play the song because we have thousands and thousands of people here in the building or in the stadium, and the whole point of playing the performing the Star Spangled Banner is that we are for what, two minutes we are saying, Look, we got a lot of disagreements. There are a lot of people here in this building and we're not all the same. We come from different backgrounds. We come at things from different directions. We have differing opinions. But want to make sure everybody understands the bottom line. We all uh, agree that it's uh, it's okay to disagree, but we all have to agree that we uh, appreciate the country and we honor the country. And we're going to take two minutes to do that. And then as soon as it's over, we can go back in, uh, in the lobby and have a fight if you want. But for two minutes, we're going to shut up listen to the song, and do something to show unison, unity. And it's not any more complicated than that. And the the insanity of what's been going on, I've been watching this since the COVID uh, hysteria began back in April when there would be a hockey game or any kind of an athletic event on, and the, the, the stadium or the building was completely empty. Totally empty of of fans. I mean, there were people. The, the 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 participants were there, and they would play the national anthem. There's nobody there. There's there, there is no audience. That the whole, just the the, it's just such so idiotic that you would not understand that if you take the gigantic throng of people standing in unison out of the equation, it's not. It doesn't make any sense to play the song. It, it just it's just stupid. And then that's bad enough, but what they do is they play the song, and uh, you probably saw this, uh, especially in the NBA, you, the, the, the song is, is being performed, and everybody on both teams is kneeling. So not only do you not have any fans there, any any uh, crowd there, to participate in this communal act, uh, this, this civic ritual, there's nobody there to do it to take part in it but you're instead of honoring the country by playing the song in front of a huge throng of people you're only using it as a as an opportunity for players to show that they're upset about something and that they can protest it's just it's just totally the opposite of what the purpose of playing the song is for and so it was if it if it wasn't obvious then that this you know what maybe it's just how about if we just forget the national anthem especially when there's no people in here but if they're gonna if if it's gonna turn into uh, a a um, a fight if it's gonna turn into a um, a protest and different people taking different sides it kind of defeats the purpose so we're not gonna do it we're just not gonna do it but that that would be too complicated but the, what the team owners should have done is gone to the players and said guys this is how it's going to work we're going to we're going to have someone perform the national anthem now i i need to know it's unanimous it's got to be unanimous that everybody is going to stand up and shut up for the 2 minutes that the song is performed or we're not going to do it so who wants who's not willing to do that if there's one guy on a 53 man nfl roster who's not going to do it you say Thank you very much. We're not gonna we're not gonna have the anthem today, uh, unless we can talk. Uh, what's his name over here to stay in the locker room when the song is played, and uh, nobody'll notice that he's decided to kneel. But uh, if you can't get 100 uh, uh, percent agreement, then don't play it. Now the NBA actually had a rule that you have to stand for the national anthem. I don't know if they get fined or suspended or what it was, but they they had a rule that you had to. I don't, the NFL didn't, but um, they let it. Go on and became an issue, and then we had the um, the uh, the BLM, the the Black Lives Matter movement, and the uh, uh, George Floyd uh, incident, and and the NFL falling all over themselves, apologizing for not being woke enough, and saying that well, geez, we missed it, we missed the boat, we were wrong about this. The players can do whatever they want during the national anthem. Once you make the decision that you can do whatever you want in the national anthem, you've made the decision that you shouldn't be playing the national anthem because the whole point of it—it it shouldn't have to be explained to anybody—but the whole point of it is that everybody stands and does the same thing, shuts up, maybe looks at the flag, and uh, listens to the song, and then goes about their business. But it's if once you once you corrupt that, you've 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 completely gone against the tradition and, and the purpose. Of doing it, so uh, well how they how they weren't able to figure that out, I don't know. But anyway, here's some people. Steve Van Gundy, he's a he's a coach, I believe, of the New Orleans Pelicans. uh Stan Van Gundy, I'm sorry. Uh, he's he came out with this brilliant statement. Um, this should happen everywhere. Talking about not doing the anthem. If you think the anthem needs to be played before sporting events, then play it before every movie, concert, church service. And the start of every work day at every business. what good reason is there to play the anthem before a game? This, uh, and that's uh, again completely missing the point of, of, of what the, the music is played for. The music is played because you're supposed to uh, you're, the purpose is, is supposed to be obvious to you. And it was a tradition that started back during uh, I think it was World War I. Um, and you don't do it within a movie theater. Uh, kind of, it'd be kind of hard to bring a band into the movie theater. It's, it, you just, it's there's certain places where it became a, you know, tradition, and it became a tradition to do it before sporting events, not before movies, not at church, and so the tradition uh, became uh, pretty, pretty ingrained into the uh, 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 into the American uh, culture, and now they want to mess with it. So he's an idiot, and who else we got here? Uh, this is, um, some tweets were out there. Jeff Cavanaugh, I don't know who he is, but he, he says, uh, uh, if this bothers you, you are desperate for a reason to be pissed at someone and you need to examine the why love you. Have a great night. Uh, I don't know who he is. He's somebody that's connected with the NBA, Rex Chapman. I didn't know this, but well, damn, but, but well, damn done. Mark Cuban fully endorse the national anthem isn't played at concerts, where music is being played, why sports? In Kentucky, they play the anthem at varsity high school boys' games, but not always at girls' games. It's an outdated tradition. What's outdated about it? There's nothing outdated about it. It's, it's, it's a tradition that uh, that's still serves the purpose if you do it right. It's not outdated. Uh, this is from Shannon Sharp on Undisputed. He's on a show called Undisputed on Fox Uh, Fox Sports 1. Uh, This is what he said. I'm fine with the decision. We have to stop with this notion that gestures and symbols are a sign of patriotism. Actions and deeds make you a patriot. Sporting events will be just fine. Yeah, they'll be just fine, but another moron. um, It is actually notions and gestures and symbols uh, uh, are a sign of patriotism. That's That's exactly what they are. The flag is a sign of patriotism. Raising the flag up on this pole and having it flapping in the breeze is a sign of patriotism. You have to explain that to somebody, and you don't get to just say that it's not anymore. So that's where we are with the um, with the national anthem. And, and then, oh, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, after all this um, happened, like uh, this was going on all day, maybe a couple hours ago, the NBA came out and said, uh, by the way, we will play the National Anthem or perform the National Anthem before every game this season, and that includes in Dallas for Mavericks games. And Mark Cuban said, okay, that's fine. We'll do it. It's the end of it. Um, so it, 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 it created the discussion again, of course, but um, it's back to where we began. They're going to play the anthem. But, of course, nobody in the NBA is going to give anybody any grief if they kneel. During the anthem, um, and uh, and that, as I said, will completely defeat the purpose of doing it. So, it's actually, and, and I and I should say that I when I saw that Mark Cuban um, decided not to do it, my first reaction was not, "Oh, he's a bad guy and he hates America." My first reaction was was that he's actually smart because I thought he was doing it for the right reason, I, and I still don't know because I don't think he's commented on why, but I, I think. As I said, I've been saying for a long time, uh, they shouldn't play the song. If everybody's not going to do what you're supposed to do, just don't play it. And um, I've written columns about it and and just said, simply, stop playing the song. And so I thought Mark Cuban had actually decided to do that uh, because it was being uh, distorted or abused, or whatever word you want to use. The whole idea was was just not uh, working. So... That's what happened with the national anthem today, and the bottom line is they're going to still pl- play the national anthem at uh, uh, at um, all NBA games. Now, before I uh, run out of time here, yesterday we had uh, uh, a young woman on named Avita uh, Duffy. She was a uh, she's an intern at the Federalist and a student at the University of Chicago. She wrote a great piece about the. Um, Uh, the the totalitarianism being taught to students at school because of all the COVID violations and the snitching that goes on and just the, the the general stupidity uh, that goes on. This is from the university of Berkeley today. This is just one day later Uh, has banned outdoor exercise, including solitary, solitary outdoor exercise. You are not allowed at Berkeley to go outside and do jumping jacks by yourself or, uh I you know, push-ups, run around, I don't know, whatever outdoor exercise is because of the COVID outbreak. Uh this is what they've said, it's a statement. We don't wish for residents to be alarmed by this increased UCPD uh presents, but we must ensure the health of our community. Uh this was in an email sent out to students. The email also notes that more university staff will be monitoring monitoring dorms in addition to campus security officers. And another new measure also in place, a ban on solitary outdoor exercise, which was not in place during the initial lockdown period. We are working with the city of Berkeley to determine whether outdoor exercise may be permitted, and we will provide more information on this in the near future. The policies that remain in effect for students, including not leaving their rooms unless it is to obtain a COVID-19 test or medical care, including mental health care, use the bathroom or grab food from the dining halls. And this is a tweet from a guy named Kevin Huffman, in response to this, he said, "My daughter is currently there." It's week two of this, and having been displeased with week one compliance, the school has, uh, the school has stationed campus police outside the dorms to prevent students from leaving dorms, and also encourage students to wrap each other rat each other out. To the RAs, resident assistants, you know the people in the hall. So that's what uh, a- Avita uh, Duffy said yesterday. That a big component of this is ratting people out. They have they have snitch lists. They have people running around ratting on people for not wearing a mask or not social distancing. We'll be right back.
0: Over 10 years ago, we realized how important saving family memories was, and we wanted to help. Legacy Box started from that passion and has now helped over 850,000 families digitally preserve their film reels, VHS tapes, and
3: photos. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. What started with the two of us in a garage is now over 200 trained professionals. Legacy Box is a safe and secure way to put all your favorite family memories on an easy-to-view digital format, like a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud.
0: We ship you a sturdy Legacy Box to fill with all your outdated media, safety barcodes to track your items throughout the process, and a prepaid mailing label. Legacy Box has been featured by Good Morning America and the Today Show. Not bad for two kids in a garage. That's true, Nick. And here's the best
3: part. We always wanted to make it affordable to preserve your entire collection. So
0: we're offering 40% off. Go to LegacyBox.com LBOX to take advantage of this exclusive offer. That's LegacyBox.com LBOX. To save 40%, LegacyBox.com slash LBOX.
2: Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial, aluminum, wood, and composite. And to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this show. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com.
1: 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air. Allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews, averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies. Breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage
8: mounds and mounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, BP and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. There was not one problem.
0: Dynavite for life. You won't believe how
8: happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot
0: com. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
2: So, did you see that wonderful Jeep commercial by Bruce Springsteen uh, during the Super Bowl? It's pretty nauseating. Uh, He's talked, the whole thing was about unity, and it was uh, uh, very somber and serious the only thing the problem with it was that Springsteen is so against unity that it's hard to explain uh, he, he, he uh, spent most of the uh, last several months well, actually last several years trashing Donald Trump and anybody who supported him well Bruce was busted for DWI and reckless driving in New Jersey late last year according to the authorities driving his car drunk. Bruce Springsteen should have do that in the commercial is a production of of the
6: answer Pittsburgh and Salem media group.